Good afternoon, everybody. I want to say thank you guys so much for bearing with Laura and I during this unfortunate hiatus that we had to take. Really appreciate all the kind tweets and messages from people who were saying they're excited the show is back. Just to put this in context, Laura and I recorded this episode almost two months ago, so if some of it seems a little dated or weird, just listen to it with that in mind. Now enjoy the podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to British Television Invasion Podcast number 12, the Duke of Edinburgh Awards. <laughs> my name is Sean, and I have never winked in an old person's home. And my name is Laura, and I... Now, Sean told me to say I could give a fuck less about the DOV Awards, but that's not how we say that here in England. So I couldn't give a fuck about the Duke of Edinburgh Awards. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. It should be couldn't because implying that you saying you could yeah makes it sound means like that you actually I care. care. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so yes, yeah, so that was totally me fucking that <laughs> up. Like all that's just like when somebody says all intensive purposes. <laughs> that's just that's just the difference between our, our languages. I think. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. I hear it's just snowing there. Enjoying farm living. Yeah, I hear it's snowing there, which is odd because it's really warm here. Yeah, well, yesterday it was 60 fucking degrees, and then within an hour it went from 60 to, like, 42. Right. I mean, I don't know what that is, but it's a big difference in numbers, so that's, yeah, shit. Christ, I forget that you don't use God's one true measurement <laughs> system of Fahrenheit. No. Although, weirdly, we do still use miles because all of our road signs are in miles, so fuck knows, I don't know. So how did you feel? Oh, I guess before I ask how you feel about this episode, um, we should talk about the little bit at the front of the script of the script for this, where I was. Oh did yeah, you, did yeah, you, for sure. Did you read this? Did you read it through? Uh, let me double check because I I'll be honest, it's been a little bit since I have watched and or thought about this episode. Uh, so I can sum up the most interesting part by saying that it's the stuff in it with the, the pubes and the wig is a combination of two anecdotes from the two writers. Um, one where it was Damon, yeah, Damon and his friends poured Imap down their friend's pants when he was passed out drunk and he woke up, showered, all his pubes fell out and they didn't tell him what they'd done two years later so he thought he had some terrible disease and went to see a doctor and the doctor was baffled by what had happened. And the... <laughs> <laughs> And the second anecdote is from um, from Ian Morris, who says that he once glued a massive ball of false black hair to his own groin when he was playing at a football match and had no pubes because he thought that that would look like pubes in the dressing room rather than just like a black wig stuck to his front. That's funny. <laughs> so there was, a, oh, it was a combination of two anecdotes, but they both made me laugh. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so what did you think of this episode? Uh, you know, the first time I watched it, I was kind of blah about it. And then I rewatched it again right before we recorded because it had been about a week and a half since I had watched it. And I, I thought it was okay. Like, it didn't, it didn't light my world on fire or anything, but I thought it was funny. Yeah, it's got some funny moments. I think it's one of the weaker episodes of this series, I have to say. Um just because yeah. it, it sort of strays into being maybe too silly and it's like, oh, there's, there's, there's that would never happen and then there's this, you know, there's like, I sort of think maybe 
potentially, but it, it, it's got some funny moments. I wasn't really wild about the Jay wanking in all the different funeral home storyline. The yeah, the oh, the, the, I mean, Jay's sick. We know Jay's sick, but to just be wanking in an old people's home, maybe in the presence of the elderly, is 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 too much even by his standards. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, like I said, I thought it was fine. I just, Jay's storyline, this is probably the weakest Jay storyline I think we've had in an episode mm. so far. Yeah, I would agree with you. And unfortunately, Neil is, like, kind of non-existent this episode. Yeah, he doesn't really happen, which is a shame. There's a little bit too much of Will's sort of pomposity as well for my liking. Let's go ahead and jump right in and talk through this. Maybe, maybe okay. this will be, like, one of those classic episodes where you and i start talking about it and then when we get to the end we're like oh that's a pretty good episode i like i liked that more than i remember yeah 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 so we'll see what happens so mm. i know that you probably really enjoyed the opening scene because we got mr gilbert yeah i'm always happy when mr gilbert's there being horrible if he's being horrible i find him the more horribly is the sexier i find it like that's <laughs> that's 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 my own personal sickness yeah uh, so Will is saying that he was no stranger to Mr. Gilbert's office. He often popped by with a complaint or suggestion on how the school could be better run. But today was different because he'd actually invited him to his office. And Mr. Gilbert just gets straight to down to it. He says, you know, sit down, Mackenzie. And Will thinks that this is a, like, kind of friendly uh, meeting. <laughs> and he says, I'm glad we've had a, I'm glad we had this opportunity to chat. There's a couple of things. And before he can finish... Uh, Mackenzie just says, or excuse me, Mr. Gilbert just says, shut up. And Will just says, sure. Yes. Um, and Mr. Gilbert explains that the headmaster has decided it would be good for the stick formers to participate in the Duke of Edinburgh award scheme. Um, do you know anything about the Duke of Edinburgh award scheme? Can you even say Edinburgh? Duke of Edinburgh? <laughs> sort of, uh, yeah, you're sort of there. Duke of Edinburgh? That's how I would yeah, say it. I feel like when I say it that way, I sound like a total hick. Yeah, so it's got three syllables. It, to, to write it down phonetically, you'd say ed, like ed, in, like in, and bra, like bra. That's how you should be saying it. Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Perfect. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Damn, I think that's the first <laughs> time you've ever told me I pronounced something perfectly. <laughs> so, yeah, have you ever heard of the Duke of Edinburgh Awards game? I have not. So, yeah, Mr. Gilbert says that, that the sixth formers need to take part in the Duke of Edinburgh Awards scheme and he wants Will to coordinate it. And Will is exactly the sort of little twat who would do the Duke of Edinburgh Awards scheme and love it. So what exactly are they? So they're different, like, levels of award. I don't really know. Like, maybe the Queen gave it to Prince Philip as something to do because he's not got much of a job, has he? I mean got less of a job now he's got no driving license but um he he coordinated this so probably oh probably longer ago than i think now probably i'm just googling to see when it started um but it's like a a something for um for young people to do that gets them volunteering in the community and doing sort of wholesome worthwhile things so like hiking and camping and you know that sort of thing. Uh, let's have a look. D of E Award. Oh, they've got their own website. Dukeofed.org. Uh, so, around the world, young people face a broad mosaic of challenges. Many unseen by generations. We're here to help with that. I'm sure you are. 
Uh, okay, that's that makes sense. Nice, doesn't it? Um, yeah, so it's just about getting young people out in the community, doing wholesome things, and you do certain things and you work your way up a bit like the Scouts and you get different awards depending on how much you've done. So the Duke of Edinburgh's award is comes in... You can tell I didn't do it, can't you? It comes in... It started in 1960... Nope, 1956. And, oh, it, 144 nations it's, uh, it's in. Wow. Uh, gold, silver and bronze. And it depends what you do as to which colour you get, obviously. Interesting. Okay, so I didn't mm. realise if... I, I wasn't 100% sure if this was a real thing or not, or if this was just something that they uh, had made for the episode. But I'm glad to know that this no, is a real... It's actual real. thing. <laughs> yep. Uh, the Duke of Edinburgh's award programme takes between one and four years to complete, and it must be completed by the participant's 25th birthday. There are around 300,000 participants annually in the UK. The programmes are at three progressive levels, which, if successfully completed, lead to bronze, silver, and gold Duke of Edinburgh awards. You can get them through volunteering, uh, undertaking services to the community, physical, improving in an area of sport, dance, or fitness, Skills, developing practical and social skills, expedition, planning, training for, and completion of adventurous journeys in the UK and abroad. There you go. That's how you do it. Man, that sounds fucking dope. I think I might have done yeah. that if, it, if I had had the option to in my school. The, my perception of it is very much that it's something like posh kids do and wankers do. But, oh, well. <laughs> so, I don't know which one of those you fall into, but maybe my perception is just... Um, is is only is only because like where I'm from, the sort of grammar school kids in the next county that do that sort of thing, not us. Ah, okay, that makes sense. Mm. Although makes in my sense. sixth form, we did have like a volunteering thing that was a little bit like it, which I'll come to when we start, when they start volunteering. Yeah. Yeah, in my high school, I don't really think we had very many volunteer opportunities. We definitely didn't have anything like this the only thing that i can really remember is that we had this thing called the um like president fitness award and it was for it was but that was more like athletics right okay yeah 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 that makes sense so, so mr gilbert says that he wants will to coordinate it and will is just like blown away he's really honored and he says why me and uh, mr gilbert says you're a virgin aren't you mackenzie <laughs> and Will says, sorry. And, uh, and Mr. Gilbert says, you're a virgin. You haven't had full sexual intercourse. And Will says that he hasn't. And Mr. Gilbert says, that's your answer. Now get out. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. It's just so, it's just so biting. It's just like straight to it. And uh, Will kind of tries to play it off that he's unfazed, but you can tell he's a little phased. And he says, well, maybe should, we should arrange a weekly meeting to check on my progress. And Mr. Gilbert just says, okay, you can if you like, but I won't be there. <laughs> Will continues. Or I could compose a regular memo with how it's all going. And Mr. Gilbert says, okay, well, why don't you just drop that in my pigeonhole? Will wants to know where that is. And Mr. Gilbert says, any bin. Any rubbish bin you see or in, in or indeed out of the school. Just pop all your thoughts in a rubbish bin and they'll get to me. Goodbye, Mackenzie. And Will feels... Like, very honored. He's like, so now I was Will McKenzie by royal appointment. But like all great leaders, I needed some idiots to use as cannon fodder. And into the next scene, we see the idiots. Yeah. 
uh, Jay, Simon and Neil are looking at some photographs on the on the internet. Um, first is of a man with a beard, a bra and I love cock drawn on his body in black marker <laughs> who is clearly very drunk and passed out. And they're all laughing at these photographs. I don't know if I ever told this story before. If I did, just stop me. But I actually had something similar happen to me where I passed out at a party and I had a dick drawn on my face. <laughs> no, you haven't told me this. Oh, okay, yeah. I passed out at a party and I had a dick drawn on my... This one I was in the military and I had a dick drawn on my cheek. Right. And I had no idea that it was on there because nobody told me. And I actually went out into public with a dick drawn on my <laughs> face before I realized I had something on my face. How, how long did someone tell you? No, no, nobody told me. But I went into the bathroom about like half an hour or, or probably not even that long. It's probably like 15 minutes or so. I was out at like a Walmart or something. And after about like 15 minutes, I had to use the bathroom. And then I went back into the bathroom and then was like, oh, my God, I have a dick on my face. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm so sad that your fellow Americans didn't tell you, although no one would hear either. We, everyone would just look at you like, what weirdo, but then not say anything. Yeah, well, in America, when you see somebody with a dick drawn on their face, you know. You know. <laughs> you know what happened. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, Simon then says that they're looking at another face, so... Uh, and he says, holy, holy fuck, holy shit, this poor fucker's had all of his hair removed with IMAC. And Neil asks what that is. And Jay says it's what birds use to get their fannies nice and smooth. Simon says he thinks that his mum uses it for her legs. And uh, Jay says she wants to try using it on her moustache and at the back, on the back of her hands. Poor, poor Simon's <laughs> mum. She comes in for a lot of ridicule, doesn't she? Uh, and yeah. Will comes over carrying his Duke of Edinburgh paraphernalia. Uh, and tells them all that Gilbert's just told me some good news, uh, that to which they make a joke about Marty's mum. Jay says the school's had that free briefcases to specky twats. Neil says your mum's giving out free blowjobs. Will says no, nothing to do with my mum. Simon says you've been asked to appear on Who's the Gayest, and Will says he doesn't even think that's a real show. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, I love how Will uh, just is like, uh, Simon's like, you've been asked on... An <laughs> uh, how to appear on who's the gayest and uh will's just like that's not a real show <laughs> yeah he doesn't even take any of this bullshit um he says what's happened though is that gilbert has registered the school for the duke of edinburgh awards and he's the coordinator and simon just says what i would be thinking in this situation which is that i'm sorry i thought you said you had good news and will says this is good news think how good the duke of edinburgh board will look at our ucas forms what are ucas forms uh they're the forms that that you fill out to uh Apply for university. Oh, okay. Oh, like university college application shit or something like that? Yeah, I'm not sure what the acronym is, but yeah, yeah, exactly that. Uh, we get a, a very nice, very sarcastic from Simon. Oh, now it sounds awesome. And <laughs> Will just is keep trying to pump up his friends and saying, you know, Simon, trust me, this will look great on our uni applications. We get to help the community, and we also get to do some pretty incredible activities like whitewater rafting, abseiling, even mountain climbing. And um, who is it that says sounds like a queer holiday? Uh, Jay. Jay says yeah, it sounds J like a queer adventure holiday. <laughs> Neil wants to know who is this Duke of Edinburgh? Does he teach it? And Will says, no, of course he doesn't teach it, you <laughs> fucking idiot. Yeah, he says the Duke of Edinburgh is Prince Charles, and Will says, no, he isn't. It's his dad. To which Neil says King Philip and Will says no that is the Duke of Edinburgh you're thinking of but he's not the king 
Neil says he fucks the Queen, though, and Will's like, oh, can you say that? And uh, Jay then says, probably up the arse, and I'm pretty sure that's treason. And me repeating it might be treason. I might get my head chopped off of that. So what is the proper lineage here? So the Duke of Edinburgh, is he is the Queen's husband, but he's not the king. So the it's a really weird system. So Oh, you, right, king, obviously, because yeah. she's the Queen and he married her. Yeah, so if you marry a king, you're a queen consort. But if you marry a queen, you're not a king. That's interesting to me. Yeah, I don't know, really know why that is. But, hey, she gave him a title, which was Prince of Edinburgh. Okay. Interesting. Because she could just make fucking titles up. So she I know, she should give you the title, like, Princess of Podcasting or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I could be, like, the Duchess of Romford. And yeah, there you go. And it'd be by royal appointment. Yeah. Yeah, there you uh, go. Pretty sure you need a better pedigree than me to to get a duchessdom, though. But, <laughs> hey, not lost a chance yet. Well, you never know unless you try. We should start a, like, uh... Petition. Uh, yeah, we start a petition <laughs> for you to be decreed, like, the Duchess of British Podcasting or something like that. <laughs> Um, um, so Jay says you've got to be joking. There's no way, way he's gonna get. Uh, he's no way he's gonna get bummed by some rural bloke on a mountain. And Neil says, "Fuck it, he's in." Uh, Jay says, "Why?" And Neil says, "Because he's never met the Queen." Completely missing the point, as Neil always does. Uh, Simon says he'll think about it. And Will says, "Come on, you can't just have moping after Carly on your UCAS form." And this is true when you're in the sick form. Any way to get someone to do something they don't want to do is to tell them it'll look good on their UCAS form. So <laughs> Will is hitting them where it hurts here. Yeah. And uh, Simon says he does a load of things in his spare time. And Will says that masturbating doesn't count as a hobby, Simon. And Simon's just like, oh, fuck it. All right, then. Will says, brilliant. I'll go in and register us now. I'll see you guys on Sunday. And the boys all are like, Sunday? Why are we going to see you Sunday? And Will just is like, motherfucker, we have a... A barbecue over at my mom's house. Don't you guys ever remember anything I invite you to? And Jay says, don't worry, I'm coming. Whenever your mom snatches, I'll be there. <laughs> uh, we then cut to Will's garden. And in voiceover, Will says, so the good news for fans of overcooked meat, tedious small talk and weird neighbours was that it was the day of my mom's barbecue and it was rocking. And we see a barbecue that most definitely is not rocking. Um, yep. And uh, Neil says that this is a shit party. I feel like when Neil declares something a shit party, you know it's, like, really fucking bad. Yeah, if even Neil can't find something to be positive about, then you know it's a bad time. Yeah. Uh, Simon says, it's a middle-aged woman's barbecue. What were you expecting? The Playboy Mansion? And Jay says, eh, it's still shit. Yeah, At this point... Um, oh, go, go ahead. And Will then comes into the scene, and he says to Simon that he just saw his mum inside, and she looked pretty upset. And Simon says, oh no, was she crying? And Will says she was a bit, yeah. And Simon says, oh bloody hell, she's been a total baby since Dad moved out. And Will's <laughs> like, your dad moved out? Like, what? Like, you would have thought this would have come up. Yeah, I love how just fucking casual he is about this uh, very life-altering, you know, potentially life-altering, I should say, thing that his parents are, are split up. And his, but his just, you know... His biggest concern is like, oh, I actually have to hear my mom complain about it now. 
<laughs> yeah. And he says it's not a big deal. They've not been getting on lately. So his dad's been in debt for a few weeks while they sort of stuff out. And Jason's what like her face because it's going to take more than a few weeks to sort that out. Simon says, shut up. Uh, and Will uh, says, do you want to maybe go and check if she's okay? To which Simon says he doesn't really because he's had it all week. <laughs> yeah. And then he asks politely if he wants to get rid of his mom. And Will says, oh, no, it's fine. Uh, I better just go and mingle. And then Will says, don't break anything and don't steal anything. And Jay just says, okay, I'm going to just go inside and get a beer. And Will just says, no, you are banned from going inside. If you go inside my house, you're going to do something weird, like nick my mom's knickers and then wink with them. And Jay just is like, with? Like, I can't tell if he's offended or if he thinks this is a good idea. Yeah, it's probably a little bit of both. He's probably getting some ideas. Um, then Simon's mum, Pamela, comes out into the garden. She's sort of a bit red-eyed. She's clearly been crying. She says, hello, Will. And Will says, oh, hello, Mrs. Cooper. And she asks Simon, do you mind if we go? And Simon's just, like, really stroppy. He's like, oh, really? Oh, fine. I like how, as she's walking up, Will is going on this rant about, yes, with, and then you'll take great pleasure in telling me how you wrapped my mum's knickers around your cock <laughs> and then used the friction generators while thinking about her tits to make you come. And, yeah, uh, Pamela, just, like you said, just walks up right behind Will and <laughs> either didn't hear it, didn't acknowledge it, or just doesn't care about it. Yeah, she's got bigger problems right now. Yeah. Uh, next scene, we're still in Will's backyard, and um, Will is talking to an older gentleman whose name is apparently Roy. <laughs> and Roy wants um, to know, should Will be revising? Yeah, Will says, like, oh, one day off won't hurt. And then Roy says, completely straight-faced, that it might do. He said his nephew went to Centre Park six weeks before his entrance exam to Oxford, didn't make the cut, so he decided to take a year out. All his friends went to university, and by the time they returned after Chris for Christmas, he'd hanged himself. And Will's like, oh, thanks for that. <laughs> and then Will starts to kind of uh, walk away, and as he turns, he bumps into a girl named Daisy, who the book describes, uh, the script book describes as a little bit older than him, pretty in a sort of bookish way. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I thought Daisy was pretty cute. Yeah, Do we yeah see, she's I, And I'm just going to ask, and, you know, I don't really care if this is a spoiler or not. Do we see Daisy again, or is she kind of one and done? No, she's one and done. We don't see Daisy again. Oh, that is a bummer, because I actually really enjoyed this uh, storyline, although a little creepy. Yeah, a bit creepy. I mean, she doesn't look that much older than him, but I think older enough that it's a bit creepy at the age Will is. Um Will says sorry, and she says, hello, you probably don't remember me, I used to babysit for you. And Will clearly, like, the penny drops, and he's like, oh, of course, yes, you're Maggie's daughter, wow, nice to see you again, you look completely different. <laughs> and uh, and Daisy says, you don't, I recognise your glasses straight away, and your funny walk, do people still laugh at your funny walk? And he's like, did people laugh at my funny walk? <laughs> and she just, she's like, no, and then she's like, a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Will says that's great and Daisy says sorry it's not funny it's just different and Will says to a normal one uh, I had my hair cut this week and uh, had it like all cut off and so to get to have it cut into the back of my neck obviously you have to get to the hairline and the hairdresser informed me that I did not have a normal hairline and he was like a he was a younger hairdresser and his boss just shouted over from the from the counter 
don't say that. We don't say not normal. We say not like most people. So that's <laughs> I identify with Will here. <laughs> yes, I apologize, by the way. I meant to compliment you on your new haircut. It's <coughs> quite a... Thank you. It, it is quite a difference. It's, it's drastic. It was drastic haircut. But, you know, sometimes you got to go drastic. How many... Uh, how uh, I guess I can't ask how many feet of hair, but how, <laughs> what length of hair did they cut off of you? Oh, my hair was down to sort of like my, like the bottom of my rib cage, and it is now at my jawline. So like probably a good six inches of hair, maybe a bit more came off. But I've been growing it for five years. But you know, sometimes you just gotta, you just gotta make a change. Yeah. Oh, it looked great. I was you, like, you posted that picture of yourself, and I was like wow, she looks different. And then I read the caption. I was like, oh, shit. Wow. Short hair. Yeah. My hair was absolutely fucked though with like bleach and God knows what. So it was no good for anything <laughs> anyway. So it's like, it's much healthier now. <laughs> you know, it's what they say. Like, uh, uh, oh my God. Yellowstone Park has to burn down every few years to make room for new growth. Exactly. Exactly that. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, sorry to go off topic there. Oh yeah, and, uh, so yeah, he's not got a normal walk. Um, but uh, but Will starts talking to Daisy, and she says that she works part time at the old folks' home up the road. Thought she popped by, and Will says what an incredibly selfless thing to do. And Daisy says not really. She's hoping one of the rich ones might write me into their will. Uh, and Will says sounds amazing, which it really doesn't. But clearly, he's trying <laughs> to butter up Daisy. And she says that they're always on the lookout for volunteers. And an idea forms in Will's mind that perhaps they could use this for the volunteering part of the Duke of Edinburgh scheme. Yeah. Uh, have you ever heard about this happening? Because I legitimately know somebody that this happened to. What, that they got written in someone's will? Yes. No. No, I don't know anyone this has happened to, or I've never heard a story of anyone this has happened to. Yes. Uh, my brother-in-law's parents went to this, uh, we have this restaurant in the U.S. called Denny's, and it's kind of like a little breakfast place. I've and, heard um, of it. Okay, yeah, so they had the same waitress. There There was this waitress that worked at this Denny's for, like, in, like, 20 years or some shit like that. Like, she had always been their waitress. Like, they would only go on days that she worked. Yeah. And um, one day she was talking to them, and she was telling them how she had another regular client and he didn't have any kids and nothing like that. And he ended up, um, cause she was always so nice to him. He, she, he ended up leaving her everything and she was able to quit Denny's quit being a waitress and live comfortably in this guy's house with the rest of his money. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. But maybe it's worth being nice to old people then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Daisy is like very happy that they want to come, you know, work at the old folks home. Cause she says, Oh, we're always looking for volunteers. And, um, so they, as they, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. Daisy says, well, we're always looking, we're always on the lookout for volunteers. And Will says, really, we're doing a volunteering scheme at school. Maybe you could get us into the home. Daisy says, Oh, it's volunteering at an old folks home. There's not a long waiting list. <laughs> and Will's just like, ah, ha, ha, yes, sorry. Of course. But Daisy looks concerned. She's like, oh, so you're still in school? And Will can kind of sense where this is going. And he says, uh, technically, yes, but I'm very mature. Now, here's my question for you. What do you think their age difference is? Because um, I reckon she's about 
probably left university but only for like a year or so so she's probably about 22 23 so what five years do you think yeah yeah that's i was thinking maybe six to six years yeah she does then mention her friend's hendy which would suggest she's maybe a little bit older but maybe not because like is she is she babysat will when he was 10 and she was 16 that would you know I yeah could see that, that would work wouldn't it yeah, yeah yeah she doesn't look like she's six years older than will no, no, she doesn't. Um, as Will says that he's very mature, he sees over her shoulder Jay and Neil going into his house and he panics and says, sorry, I've got to go and deal with something. And Daisy's like, oh, what's happened? And he says, two of my friends have gone into my house. <laughs> uh, to which Daisy says, it doesn't sound catastrophic. And Will says, you don't know them. Uh, says, look, can you wait here? And Daisy says, she's off soon, but do get in touch about the volunteering. Uh, and now let's see that funny walk again. And Will was sort of self-conscious and walks off and he's just walking perfectly normally but she's like that's it that's the funny walk yeah i love how it's just totally his normal walk and she just thinks it's funny <laughs> uh will thinks to himself daisy was perfect for me she was older more sophisticated and caring and best of all she owned her own nurse's uniform oh well yeah uh, so now we go back to the school and Will says, hey guys, I've got some great, oh, we're, excuse me, we go back to the school, we're in the common room and kind of everybody is, all the boys are just kind of sitting around and Will says, I've got some great news, I've spent this morning setting up our first D of E assignments to start after school. And Simon just is like, the what? And Will says, D of E stands for Duke of Edinburgh, it's what people on the course refer, refer to it as. And Neil's uh, yeah. all excited, and he says, oh, is it mountain climbing? And Will says, no. <laughs> Simon says, shit, I hope it's whitewater rafting. Will says, nope. Neil's, the suspense is killing him, and Neil just wants to know what they're doing. And Will says, we're doing voluntary work at an old person's home. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, Neil's like, is that up a mountain? And Will's like, nope, around the corner from the school. And Simon says, for fuck's sake. And Neil says, but Prince Charles will be there. And Will's like, nope. And Simon says, do we have to do this? And Will says, um, that there are several different modules you have to pass, and this is one of them. And Jay like, laughs and is like, well, I'm glad I'm not doing it. Um, and the bell goes, and they get up to start leaving. And Will says, I'm always glad that, I'm glad you're not doing it, because you always fuck things up. And as this scheme's really important to me, I don't want you anywhere near it. And Jay says, yeah, it's important for you to spend time at old people's home because you're a pedo. And Will's like, if I didn't fancy old people, which I don't, that would make me the opposite of a pedophile. And uh, and Simon says he's right, and then Jay says, "Well, he's an OAP though, which is a great joke, well thought of, Simon and Jay." So quickly, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then Will just is like, "Oh, brilliant!" And Jay says, "You're desperate for a gum job," and Will just says, "Well, am I?" And then Jay does this little <laughs> voice where he's like, "Oh, hello, I'm Will. Pop your teeth out, Doris, and have a little nosh on this." And Will just kind of rolls his eyes and says, "Right, any more?" And Jay just says, yeah, give us a minute. And then he kind of pauses and he's like, something about you needing a queering aid? <laughs> <laughs> Which I totally think... missed that joke, by the way. It's a great, uh, great I was, joke. I was watching without um, subtitles on and I totally missed that joke until I looked at it just now. <laughs> we go to the old people's home and Will says in voiceover, I decided not to mention that Daisy was the real reason we had to spend the next few weeks nursing the elderly. Instead, I focused on the positives. And Neil, Will, and Simon are walking in from reception towards the main room in the old people's home. 
And Will's all enthusiastic and he's like, this is great, guys. Think of all the stories these old people will have. How much are we going to learn from them? Yeah, and then Neil is like, is it going to be boring, like, reading? And then they <laughs> kind of open this door to this great room and Neil is just like, or, or Simon, excuse me. They open the door to this, like, kind of sitting room where there's a bunch of elderly people. And Simon just is like, oh, fuck. And Neil just says, uh, it doesn't smell great. And Will just says... <laughs> Guys, it's such a cliche that old people smell. I thought you were better than that. And Neil's like, eh, it does smell in here. And even Will has to admit, it does smell a little bit. But the point is that we're about to change things for these people. That's what the Duke of Edinburgh Edinburgh Awards are about. And Simon yeah, just and is like, Simon's... oh, great. Let's skip the ab ceiling and just watch this lot sleep then. <laughs> and Will says, I promise that it's going to be worth it. Um, an old lady then turns around and realises that she's there. She looks at Will. She seems very nice, but has got a curly black wig on, um, like those nice, slightly mad old ladies have on. And she says, <laughs> hello. Will says hello. And she says, I think I've done a poo. And that kind of proves that maybe it's not going to be the best experience for them. I feel like I have this conversation with my son quite a bit where <laughs> I'm looking at him and I'm like, hello, little man. How are you? And he's just like, I pooped myself. Wait, wait until you start potty training. We're potty training Esther at the moment, and it's just our whole life is just. Have you done a wee wee or a poo poo? And do you need to do a wee wee or a poo poo? And you think, oh my god, this is what it's come to. Yeah, my uh, little niece Madeline is potty training, and the other night my uh, brother in law and sister were out, had a bonfire in their backyard, and um, Maddie just starts yelling like, "Mom, mom, I need help." And so I went down there and I was like, oh, what do you what do you need help with? And she's like, I need help going to the potty. And I'm like, oh, God, what did I get myself into? <laughs> the worst thing when they're potty training is when you're out and they need to go immediately right now, this second, even if you're like on the motorway. And it's like, oh, God, this is so irritating. <laughs> um, so we're in an interior corridor of the old people's home and will just is kind of you hear him in a bathroom and he's like oh that's not good wait there and he he walks out and he bumps into daisy and will just says oh thank god daisy and daisy says oh hello again and he's like great to see you i've got a bit of a problem and daisy just says as ah, it the smell you'll get used to the smell don't worry <laughs> yeah and will says no it's not that he's helped an old lady to the toilet and now she's on the toilet and i didn't realize the help would extend to helping her go I don't think it's right for me to see her, you know, and Daisy says, Fanny. And Daisy says, you don't like Fanny's then. And Will says, no, he loves them, but it's an old lady's Fanny. And, you know, it should be private. And then he's like, oh, I'm talking about Fanny's. How has this happened? And Daisy laughs and asks if she's in there. And he says, she says, it's fine. You get used to the Fanny's and the balls. They're lovely old boys in here, but my goodness, some of their balls. And Will looks a bit shocked. Yeah. And you know what? I've got to give uh, Daisy a lot of credit here, or excuse me, I've got to give Will a lot of credit here for being, you know, concerned about consent and privacy. And, you know, I, I totally, I'm with Will here. Is Will concerned about that? Or does he just not want to see an old lady's fanny? Hey, I'm trying to, you know, be positive here. <laughs> I'm sure see, it's probably... You're trying to see the good in him. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm trying to see the good in him here. He He is... Worried about her privacy and, you know, <laughs> consent and all this stuff. Her old yeah. Yeah. We then, um, we then see we cut to the the bigger room and Neil and Simon are are sat in there 
And Neil says, so what do we do now then? And Simon says, I guess we just keep an eye on them. And Neil says, uh, <laughs> to make sure we don't lose any. Uh, to which Simon replies, I don't think that they're planning an escape, Neil. Um, and Neil then likens them to a tortoise. He said he had a tortoise <laughs> once and they kept running away. Uh, and Simon says, what's that got to do with anything? And Neil says, well, it was old and wrinkly, but it's dead now. <laughs> um, we go back to the hallway and Daisy and Will are talking again and Daisy's like, off you go, Phyllis, just give us a little bit of warning next time and Will apologizes for being useless, which I feel like I apologize to Nicole all the time for being useless with the baby, <laughs> but I do feel useless. And Daisy says, it, takes, it just takes a bit of practice. We'll soon turn you into the Florence Nightingale of wiping old people's asses. And then my favorite fucking joke in this entire episode happens. Will just is like, how do you do it? And Daisy just replies front to back. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Will says, no, I mean, dedicating your life to helping others. And Daisy says it's just a job and she says she's not feeling very dedicated because um, she can't get tomorrow off to go to her best friend's hen party. And Will says that he's going to be around and so are his friends, so maybe they could co like cover. And she says, well, we're going to need cover for that overnight shift um, too, so it's probably not possible. And Will's like, I'll do it. I'll stay up all night if I have to. And Daisy is, is really pleased. This really pleases her. Um, and... Uh, Will says that she sh you shall go to the ball Cinderella. Um, and Daisy says, I owe you one. Kisses him on the cheek. And Will sees his opportunity and says, well, let me take you to dinner then. Daisy says dinner. And Will says, yes, dinner. And Daisy says, ah, don't you think I might be a little old for you? And Will says, I promise I'm very mature for my age, which is something uh, immature people say all the time. <laughs> yeah. uh, normally it's a curse, but right now it seems very worthwhile. And Daisy agrees and she relents and she says, okay, good to go on Friday then and Will says great and Daisy says cool I'll see you there I'll uh, I'll see you then thanks again toy boy and Will thinks to himself yes I'd done it my ex babysitter had agreed to go out with me and all I had to do was ask her <laughs> um, we then see uh, what we assume is the next day at the interior of the school dining hall and Will then continues his voiceover and says, oh, and pretend that my mates were happy to spend their free time bathing geriatrics. Um, so Jay says, how was your evening with the zombies then? And Simon says, it was creepy and he won't be going back. Uh, <laughs> Will says, what? And Simon's like, oh, yeah, I can't do that anymore. Um, and Will says, what do you mean? You've got to cover an extra shift tonight. They're short-staffed. You can't do this to me. And Simon says, you know, I've got to go and see my dad. Now he's moved out. Apparently I've got to spend time with him. It's such a wind-up. <laughs> I'm not sure that they'd actually be allowed to cover her shift if they're not qualified or whatever. Yeah, and that's exactly. Like God damn, Laura, sure. thank you. Thank you, because <laughs> I was thinking that exact same fucking thing. I'm like, I I'm sorry. I don't care where you work. Like, three untrained people are not all of a sudden going to be, you know, uh, uh, sufficient coverage for one trained technical person. You know? No, no. But hey, this is just us making comedy too realistic again. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, um, Will's like, oh, this is a disaster because I've promised Daisy that the three of us would cover for her. And Neil's like, oh, there's a bird involved. Now I understand. And Will says, I can't let her down because she's agreed to go to dinner with me to say thank you for covering and Simon says, like, oh, she, maybe she won't mind. And Jay says, of course she'll mind. She's only going out with him because he's doing her a favour. It's tragic. 
And Neil then says, that, why don't you cover Jay? And Jay says, fuck off, I've got better things to do. Um, I like how Jay's so the voice of reason here. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, Will's like, like what? Jay says last night went down the park. Uh, and Will's like, the park? Did you play on the swings? And Jay says, say what you like, but at least I don't have to wipe old asses for the next three months just to get some Duke of Spastic award. And Will's like, oh, just think of it as doing me a favour. And Jay says, you know, quite reasonably, why would I want to do you a favour? <laughs> uh neil just says for money and jay like kind of perks up and he's like actually i would do it for money and will's like uh that was neil I neil's idea i'm not going to pay you to do voluntary work and jay just says 30 quid and i'll do it and neil the master negotiator very trumpian negotiator says 40 and will just is like neil stop it and jay says listen if you get this nurse bird to nosh you off then it's a bargain and Will just looks at me and says, Jay, you really are a vile human being. Tenor? Jay says, 20. And Will's like, oh my god, okay, we're, that's it, we'll do it. And <laughs> Will thinks to himself, sometimes you have to dance with the devil or do voluntary work with a sex pest. <laughs> uh, we then cut to a the exterior of a cheap hotel. And in Will's voiceover, he says, without doubt, the worst thing about your dad leaving home is having to eat at places like Little Chef and the Big Steakhouse while he tries to bond with you. And we see this, like, cheap motorway hotel and the car park, and it's really grotty. And Simon and his brother are saying goodnight to their dad. And their dad says, look, I know this stuff with your mum is tough for you guys, but and you've probably got a lot of questions. And Simon's <laughs> like, can I get a new car? <laughs> which is a great piece of opportunism there from simon oh my god i i love this and then simon's little brother is like i want a new computer and uh simon's like fuck off you just got a new computer last year yeah and he's like well yeah it, but it's it's shit and um and alan's like sorry the dad alan is like boys boys i meant questions about your mum and me and Andrew says, no, not really. Can I go now? And he gets in the car. And the dad's like, starts to get a bit emotional with Simon. He's like, it's been so good to see you. I'm just sorry to dump on you like this, but I've not really got anyone else to talk to. And Simon tries to be understanding. And he's like, it's all right. And then the dad says, it's like, things are really complicated with your mum and me. And I don't mean just sexually. And Simon looks so uncomfortable. He's like, it's getting late now, dad. And his dad yeah, says, she used to have an incredible appetite for it. Incredible. And Simon's like, please, I really don't want to hear about this. And Alan says, I wish I could just switch off my urges, but problem solved. But I'm a very sexual person. I always have been. Is it the same for you? And Simon just looks like he wants to die. Yeah. it's uh, This part cracks me up. I, I just love Simon's dad and the way that he, um, you know, always has this way of just being like, he's almost the kind of person that I want to be with my son where, you know, I'm just like forthright and honest with him about everything. But his dad has this way of just cranking that up to like 14 to the point where it goes from being like cool dad, where you're, you know, connected with your son to like, Jesus Christ, dad, I don't want to hear about you banging my mom. <laughs> my dad um, is, he straddles a very fine line between, he's an honest open man and Jesus Christ dad no one needs to hear that so I, I'm, on, I'm, I'm with Simon on this one and maybe less so now I'm an adult but as a teenager I was very much like 
that just be quiet. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Alan is talking about how she, how uh, Pamela used to have an incredible appetite for it. And Simon is just like, oh, God, I don't want to hear about it. And Alan just says, I wish I could just switch off my urges. Problem solved. I'm a very sexual person and always have been. Is it the same for you? And Simon's just like, no, no, we're not having this conversation. I better get going. And then Simon says, look, everything's going to be all right, you know, isn't it? And his dad says, like, I hope so. And he's like, maybe at the weekend we can go and have a look around some car lots to see if we can't find an upgrade on the yellow peril. And Simon perks up at this and says, like, oh, that would be brilliant. Uh, but for this favour, his dad wants one last thing. And he says, uh, could I borrow your laptop for a few days? Because the movie channels here are a little bit soft, if you get what I mean. Finally, putting the last nail in the coffin of his dignity and Simon's not being sick. Yeah. So we go back to the old person's home and we're back in the main room with uh, Will and Jay. And Jay is like wrapped up in like toilet paper pretending to be the mummy. And in Will's voiceover, he says, so while Simon was struggling to keep his mixed grill down in his place, I had Jay helping me out at the old person's home. Lucky me. And uh, Neil is like, hey, be careful. You're going to wake Brian. And Jay just says, oh, fucking hell. If you love Brian's old cock so much, why don't you marry him? This is so boring. I'm going for a quick tug. Yeah, and Neil's like, in here, and he says, no, there's got to be a spare room around here somewhere. Um, and Neil says, there is a bedroom just down the hall they cleared out this morning, but they did clear it out because someone died in it. So, like, what if it's haunted? And Jay's like, haunted or not, it's going to be covered in my ectoplasm when it's finished. <laughs> and uh, and Neil's like, because of the ghost, and Jay says, no, because I'm going to spunk all over it. And um, he picks up a couple of, like, dog-eared, just sort of women's magazines, and he's like, the problem pages in these are always wanking gold. So I'll see you later, mug. So next scene, we are back at the school in the common room. Will is just like passed out asleep. And he has this um, little voiceover where he says, so my plan to impress Daisy was working perfectly. Apart from Jay masturbating into a resident sink and me being so knackered from covering the overnight shift, I fell asleep at school. Never a good idea. Uh, Jay and Neil kind of come into the room and they see Will like passed out and Jay is just like, oh my God, this is perfect. And he pulls out a bottle of Imac and Neil's like, oh, what do you got there? Jay just says, oh, hair removal cream. Like in the photos, I nicked it out of Sadie Cunningham's bag during registration. Her bush will go out of control, but this will be well worth it. And Neil just is like, oh, no way. And they pull open the front of Will's pants and then they pour the Imac into Will's pants and Jay and Neil kind of laugh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so back it like, so now in Will's bedroom, Will's voiceover says that unbeknownst to him, he'd been robbed of his pubic hair. The date with Daisy was only a few hours away and I had alopecia of the ball bag. Terrifyingly, Simon was my only hope. So they're in Will's bedroom and uh, Simon starts to open up about the stuff with his mum and dad and Will's like, it'll get better, you know, like he's been through this. <laughs> and uh, and um, and Simon says that he really hopes so because it's so boring, he keeps trying to talk to me man to man and I can't bear it. And Will says, we still need some help at that old people's home if you're interested. And Simon says, yeah, anything so I don't have to talk, like listen to my parents' sex life details of. And... Um, and Will's really pleased about this because it means he can sack Jay and stop paying him, presumably. 
Um, and Will's like, oh, I'm here for you, man. And then he's like, just like I know that you're there for me if I need you. And Simon says, yeah, of course I am. And Will says, good, because I need you to do something for me. And Simon's like, yeah, of course. And Will says, I want you to look at my cock. Uh, not in a gay way. It's just something's gone really wrong. <laughs> and Simon is aghast at this. And he says, uh, I think looking at your cock at all is a bit gay. And Will is like, please, I'm serious. All my pubes have fallen out. And Simon is like, <laughs> What? And Will says, I was asleep at school. I must have had a wet dream because I was all sticky. And <laughs> Simon just cannot believe what he is hearing right now. And he's like, you spunked in the common room? And Will says, yes, but listen, then I went home to clean up and all my pubes came off in the shower. And Simon is just like, hold on, hold on. You spunked your pants in the common room during the day when people are around. And Will just, yes. And then your poops. <laughs> Your pubes fell out, yes? And Simon just is like, look, I think this is way out of my league here. <laughs> right, you need a doctor. Um, and Will's like, please just take a look at it. Normally it wouldn't matter, but I've got that date with Daisy in two hours. And what if she wants more than a snog? And Simon's like, even a snog is unlikely, to be honest. So, you know, anyway, go on. And Will's like, well, if the miracle does happen and she touches or worse, sees the bald old fella, what's she going to think? And Simon says that you're a porn star. Will says, exactly. look at me, I don't think she's going to think I'm a porn star. Simon's helpful advice is maybe you could draw some pubes with a marker pen. <laughs> and Will says, oh, maybe I'll draw a six pack on my stomach or a longer <laughs> cock. And Simon just says, well, what about wearing a wig? And Will says, oh, good idea, a cock wig. <laughs> what sort of idea is that, a fucking wig? And Simon's like, look, if you don't want my help, I'll just go. And Will's... Like, sorry, it just seems a little stressed. I've just got no fucking pubes. And Will says, sorry, Simon, I do want to help, but please look at my cock. And Simon gets up to leave, and he does, as he does so, Will turns and opens his trousers, and Will's, or Simon, excuse me, just says no. Will says in um, his voiceover, Simon was useless, and all too soon it was time for my date. Despite my alarming lack of pubes, I tried to put on a brave face. And, you know, look... I know that you and I have been accused of living a little too relentlessly in the real world. I don't see what the problem is here. No, I I mean, to be fair, I'm not sure many heterosexual men are shaving their areas, but you just you just you just say, Yeah, well, obviously. And also he's a very dark haired man, so there'd surely be some sort of stubble or you know, she wouldn't We'll get to that when she says what she says, but I don't think that she would think he just didn't have any pubes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so next we go to the old person's home and Will is picking up Daisy and uh, Daisy just says, look, I'm just going to go wash my hands and then we'll go. Uh, as Daisy goes to go wash her hands, Will is looking around and he sees a wig and in his voiceover, he says, it may have been a rush of blood to my head or maybe the chill, slight chill around my balls, but suddenly Simon's cockwig advice seemed like my best shot, and he just snags this wig, stuffs it down his pants. <laughs> Daisy walks out and says, are you ready? And Will says, yep, I sure am. And Will says in his voiceover, it was kind of itchy, but I kind of liked it. <laughs> we then are in the interior of Simon's house, and Neil, Simon, and Jay are playing, apparently playing Pro Evo on the PS3. There you go. Yeah, I've learned something. <laughs> Um, and Jay says, I can't believe that that plum will is going to pay me for yesterday when all I did was watch TV and slope off for a crafty wank. I'm being paid to wank. It's my perfect job. Tomorrow I'll get paid 20 quid to do it all again. And uh, 
Simon says, you went to the old people's home and you wanked off. Doesn't that seem weird to you? And uh, Jay says, sometimes he even slips a finger up his ass while he's doing it. And Simon says, well, I'm going back tomorrow, so you're going to need to find somewhere else to bash one out. And Jay's like, no, I'll still be there. It's the easiest money I've ever earned. And he's like, we're also going to pay you if he doesn't need you to be there. And uh, Jay says he will. He's got to give me notice. I'm a paid voluntary worker. I've got rights. <laughs> <laughs> I love that paid voluntary paid voluntary worker. Um, and then there's a knock on the door and we see Simon's dad. Uh, and Simon expresses surprise that his, his dad is there. And he's like, oh, what are you doing here? And Simon's dad says, me and your mum are just talking things through. And Simon says, oh, that's great. That's great. And he says, his dad replies, yeah, uh, listen, have you got any Johnnies? And Jay and Neil <laughs> snigger while Simon looks like he's going to throw up. So next scene, we are at Pizza Express with Will and Daisy. Uh, do you want to guess if Pizza Express is still open? Uh, it's a chain, so I'm going to guess it is still open this God. one. Oh, it's a chain, motherfucker. Well, that kind of maybe ruins uh, this next part which is, I found the address, which is 86 High Street, Royslip, H-A-4. Royslip, yeah. Royslip, okay. Well, why didn't you just spell it like <laughs> it should be pronounced then? H-A-4, 8-L-S in the United Kingdom. Yeah, they're a chain of restaurants. Um, uh, They are, like, the sort of, like, they're not the cheapest they're kind of like the sort of place that you might take someone if you... Well, exactly this. If you're trying to impress an 18... Like, if you're 18 and trying to impress someone, you take them to Pizza Express. Um, they are the favourite restaurant of me and my friend Jenna when we go out to get a bit pissed now because we don't want to go to the pub where we have to stand up now we're mothers. So we go for a mid-priced pizza and, and some wine. Um, ah. they, have, they have, like... They have, you know, flowers on the table and jazz playing in the background and and you know they're, they're quite nice they're not a pizza hut let's put it that way <laughs> i so i feel like this is almost kind of the equivalent of like olive garden or something yeah i've heard about olive garden i i expect they are sort of the same thing like it's italian food at a sort of mid price range there's always a voucher you can get for money off and you know they won't chuck you out if you stay there talking over a bottle of wine till midnight as me and jenna often do yeah. Um, and in addition, well, we know that they won't chuck people out for drinking a bottle of wine because Daisy admits that she's a little drunk because she had a whole bottle of Pinot Grigio. <laughs> and uh, Will, excuse me, Will says, I wasn't keeping score, but it looked very much like that. And Daisy says, oh, God, I really only came to dinner to say thank you for doing my shift the other night. It was, and Will responds, oh, it was my pleasure. It was easy. The home was as quiet as a place directly before the grave. And Daisy just in like, like kind of drunk is like, you're funny. And then <laughs> uh, she grabs Will's face and kisses him. And Will's like, wow, nice. And Daisy says, oh, God, what am I doing? You're so young. And then she kind of interrupts herself. And she's like, no, for God's sake, don't talk. Just come back with me. Oh, I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm going to blame the white wine. And Will's just like, yes, this is awesome. I think if I was Will here, I might have, like, discreetly tried to pull the cockwig out of my pants while we were still out in public. Yeah, like, this is this is not going to end well, is it? Or you just excuse yourself and go to the loo and then, like, pull it out and stuff it down the back of the loo and never explain. Now, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, relentlessly in the real world, but come on. Yeah. Yeah, this would have been a great time to uh, pull the cockwig out. 
Yeah. Uh, um, so we go back. Go ahead. Sorry. Go. Sorry. No, go on. You go. Oh, so we're back at Daisy's flat and Will and Daisy are getting it on and Will is thinking to himself. And although in her role as a nurse, I was sure Daisy had seen genitalia much more horrific than mine. What she probably <laughs> hadn't seen was someone with a wig stuffed down their pants. So after 17 years of trying to get girls to touch my penis, I was now doing everything I could to prevent it. And they're doing this thing where they're making out and every time Daisy goes to touch Will's dick, he just like takes her hand and puts it up and she's like eventually just she takes his other hand and she kind of pins both of his hands down with one of her hands and then she unzips his pants sticks her hand down in there and is like what the fuck is this yeah and she's like is this a wig and will says it's a long story but i've just not got any hair down there and daisy sits up feeling sort of shocked and she's like oh no of course you haven't i forget how young you are i shouldn't be doing this to you you're a child and uh, Will's like, no, 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 it's not that. I have had hair. And I really don't think that this would be the first assumption you jump to about a 17-year-old boy. Yeah, I know. I thought that was funny, too, where she's just like, oh, I just forget how young you are. And he's like, no, no, no. No, you're taking that the wrong way. <laughs> and also, like, if you're feeling icky about getting off with a 17-year-old, which you probably should be, this isn't going to be the thing, like, that That shouldn't be the thing that, that stops you doing it. Like, you shouldn't have got this far then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, and Will says, forget about the hair. Uh, it still works, just touch it. You might like it. And Daisy's like, no, I'm sorry. Um, and then she does a double take at the wig and she's like, is that Phyllis's wig? And Will in his voiceover says, so his stupid hairless gonads had ruined it for me. And even worse, we still had two weeks tedious voluntary work left. <laughs> um we go back to the old person's home and Jay and Neil are sitting around and Jay just says, oh, I can't believe you're still or still here and not getting paid for it. And Neil's like, oh, I like the old people. They're just like people too. And Jay's like, oh, you fancy them is what you mean. And <laughs> Neil just says, no, no, it's not like that. It's, it's just people like Brian. They, they've lived. And Jay says, oh, I think they're boring. And Neil's like, yeah, 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 they're boring, but it's a different kind of boring. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and Jay's like, oh, I think it's about that time. And Neil's like, again. And Jay says, when you've got as much funk as I have, you need to release it, the valve, a couple of times a day. Plus, I've got it down to about 30 seconds now. And Neil asks if he wants the copy of Hello. And Jay says, no, I've done that cover to cover. I definitely need some new material. Even had a wank over Firm Britain the other day. If you see Baldy Bollocks, cover for me. And he heads off to find an unused bedroom. Yep, and... Uh... Uh, he walks in, or excuse me, next scene we have Daisy, she's walking down the hall towards reception and Will kind of catches up to her to apologize. And he's like, Daisy, listen, I just want to try and clear the air about that last night. And Daisy just is kind of having none of it. And she's like, look, I'm sorry that, you know, I'm just too embarrassed. I just want to go and sort out this new resident. And Will just continues to kind of put his foot in his mouth and he says look i just wanted to explain i don't know what happened i used to have loads of hair down there and daisy is like will just stop just stop yeah she's she's like you know you're making it worse kind of thing and um and will then says it went all down the sides all over my balls and i've still got loads in my ass crack and there's all of a, a moment's pause and then daisy says well sometimes it's better just not to say anything yeah, yeah, I love this where where she's just like, uh, sometimes it's better just to not say anything. 
Um, um, and then in voiceover, Will says, so while I was flogging a dead horse, Jay was thinking about flogging something else. And in his never-ending quest for fresh material, he plumbed new depths. And Jay's in the room. The curtains are drawn, but there's enough light for him to search the dresser for material for a wank. And he finds a photograph in a frame of a woman from the 40s in what looks like the local uh, swimming pool. And she's in a bathing suit. And he thinks, yeah, that'll, that'll do. So he gets down to business, having his wank, standing up by the dresser. And he's just hitting the vinegar strokes when he hears a voice from the bed. And there's a little old lady's voice. is like, hello, who's that? And the old lady turns on her bedside light to see Jay. And he turns around horrified. And she's sitting up in bed. And he can't stop himself and comes into his hand. And he's like, oh, God, God, I'm so sorry. And she's like, don't worry, love. I've seen it all before. I'd never heard that term before until I watched this show, The League, where they talked about vinegar strokes. And, yeah, uh, it's quite a, seeing it's quite it actually a common written, expression. Yeah, yeah, seeing it actually written down in the script book is so fucking funny. The first place I ever heard it was, I think it's like a northernism, actually, because the first place I ever heard of it was in Phoenix Nights, Peter Kay's Phoenix Nights, and um, and I remember me and my friend watching it and being like, "Oh, I can guess what that is," and we like, <laughs> and we go and we googled it, and it was what we thought it was, but. It, I hadn't heard it previously to that. Yeah. Um, Jay just, like, kind of jumps around. And he's like, oh, my God, I thought it was empty in here. And uh, and uh, at this point, the door opens, and Jay is just kind of uh, standing there. And I'm assuming he doesn't have his dick out at this point. No. I'm, he must have put it away. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. And so we see this man, and then we see Daisy walk in, and uh, Daisy is like, oh, your mom's settling in okay. And she says, oh, this is Jay. He's just helping out as part of a Duke and Edinburgh scheme. And the man's like, oh, how nice of you, and reaches out to shake Jay's hand, and Jay's got, like, jizz all over his hand, and he's shaking <laughs> this dude's hand. And as he pulls his hand back, the guy looks down, realizes what's going on and then his mother just says he did that looking at me <laughs> <laughs> um we then cut back to school the corridor outside mr gilbert's office will jay simon and neil are sitting on chairs outside the office and uh will says thanks a bunch jay nice job and jay says i didn't do anything and will's like it doesn't sound like you did nothing and Jay says it was a misunderstanding. God, I don't know why you're being so fucking minstrel about it. And so, and Will says he's been a bit minstrel because not only have you got me chucked off the Duke of Edinburgh, but you've also blown it for me with a sexy older woman. And Jay's like, oh, and that was my fault, was it? And Will's like, yeah, it was. And uh, Jay says, how? And Will says, you wanked a, an old lady. And Jay's like, all right. And you putting a wig down your pants had nothing to do with it. And Simon then says it was a terrible idea, which to which Will replies, well, it was your idea. And even Neil thinks this is stupid. He's like, oh, what were you thinking? And Will says, maybe I was thinking, Neil, what am I going to do? My pubes have fallen out because my friends thought it would be funny to pour hair remover on my balls. And um, Simon says, on the bright side, at least Daisy touched your cock. And Will says, no, she didn't. She couldn't get her hand through the lining of the wig. <laughs> and um, <laughs> Jay says, don't forget, you owe me 40 quid for those two shifts. And Will says, I think you might be waiting quite a while for that payment. And um, Jay says, we fucking shook on it. And Will says, yeah, well, we all know what happens when you shake on things. And just then the door opens <laughs> and Mr. Gilbert menacingly beckons them in with a finger. 
and Will says in his voiceover, they say every defeat is a victory if you learn from it. Well, not this one. It had simply been incredibly, uh, sorry, a credibility crushing. And then we see Mr. Gilbert talking to Will, saying, you are a virgin, aren't you, Mackenzie? And then in voiceover, Will says, pube losing, a shot of Daisy holding the wig, granny wanking, shot of Jay wanking in the bedroom, at royal disaster. And then we're back with the boys who are walking into Mr. Gilbert's office and Neil says, is Prince Charles cross with us, sir? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not changing my mind from what I said earlier. No, me neither. It's it's fine, but it's that's all it is. Yeah. I apologize. I don't have my episode ranking up. This will probably be my like second to least favorite episode. Yeah, yeah. I would say I'd say it's definitely the weakest one of this series. So yeah. yeah. Um but yeah. But I mean still good. Still, still funny. Good. I laughed. Yeah, it, it had its moments for sure. There. Yeah, absolutely. Have you sorry, yeah. you're in. Um have you been watching or listening to anything? Probably not, as you've got a month old baby. Well, actually, so now that my commute is longer to work, I actually have been listening to quite a few podcasts. Oh, um, of course. Yeah. Uh, I want to just address the elephant in the room real quick. There is a, another Peep Show podcast. Oh, Pharaoh God, yeah, of course. Those guys. Pod, podcast Secrets of the Pharaohs. We are not associated with them, even <laughs> though they pretty much nicked our logo. And we already covered Peep Show. Listen to them if you want. I gave him a shout out on Twitter because they asked me to, but yeah. Oh, did uh, they ask you to? Cheeky motherfuckers. They um look, you know, there's room for there's room for everyone. But like you say, they did sort of nick nick the logo. Don't just do our idea back at us, lads. Like if you you know, if you're gonna do this, make it different in a good way. That is our challenge to you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, you guys are fine. You know, we've got no beef that, uh, with you, but yeah, we have know. no beef with you. It's the logo that I have beef <laughs> with, but whatever. I'm not a petty bitch, you know. <laughs> our 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 stuff is the best example of their stuff they've ever heard. That's that's the situation. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but no. Uh, <laughs> uh, seriously though, I've I listened to a really interesting podcast. It's an American political podcast, so it may not. It may not be everybody's uh, cup of tea, but it's called Bagmen, and it's hosted by Rachel Maddow. Of uh, she's on a, a news anchor here in the United States on uh, MSNBC, and it's a really interesting look at uh, President Nixon, who is our the only president thus far that's been impeached and removed from office. Oh, I guess yeah, actually he wasn't impeached. He just was re- he just um, uh, you know basically stepped down. But he was it, the guy that said, I'm not a crook, right? But he was a crook. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that, very that big dude. crook. But what a lot of people didn't know, and what I didn't fucking know, is that his vice president also resigned, Spiro Agnew. And so Bagman is a podcast about the investigation into Spiro Agnew and ultimately what made Agnew resign. And the interesting thing is just how many parallels... Uh, between 1970s politics and 20, you know, 819 politics there exists. So it's really good show. Each episode is about 30 to 35 minutes. There's like six episodes. It's super short. It's really good. 
I really enjoyed well, it. That sounds, it's called, that sounds interesting. Yeah, you don't have to know anything about American politics. It's more just kind of like, here's a thing that happened, and there's thinly veiled juxtapositions about stuff that is currently happening. So it's interesting. It's good. I, I recommend giving it a shot. I, I really enjoyed it. Oh, cool. Yeah, I might give that a listen because I'm, I'm, I haven't got anything to listen to at the moment because I listen to, um, it is a podcast, but it's not, it's not widely, it's not, it's not widely available. So it's an Audible original. So you have to be an Audible subscriber to get it. But if you are an Audible subscriber, then it's free. Um, and it's called The Last Days of August. Uh, and it's John Monson, who is a journalist over here. And he investigates the tragic death of August Ames, who was an American porn star, who I'd never heard of, but it uncovers some unsettling truths about the porn industry. Um, it follows on from his um, podcast last year, uh, The Butterfly Effect, which was about the porn industry in Oh, general. I remember you telling me about that <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. So, so this is about the this uh, August Ames, this porn star who committed suicide uh, after she was bullied on Twitter or apparently was bullied on Twitter and it sort of examines a, you know her death and the, the days leading up to her death and it's it's really interesting um, I think I mentioned before that I'm doing couch to 5k so I was listening to that while I was running so it got me through some some nasty running yeah well mm. I'm proud of you for doing couch to 5k by the way yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's going slowly, but I can run a mile now without stopping. So I'm, you know, I, I mean, I couldn't run, I couldn't run 10 meters previously. So, you know, it's all, yeah. it's all right. I, I quite enjoy it. I sort of, I don't enjoy it while I'm doing it, but I enjoy it. I enjoy it when it stops. <laughs> so, <laughs> I enjoy the feeling when I've done it. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so. awesome. But yeah, they that are really worth a listen if you're an Audible subscriber or if you can find a nefarious way to listen to it, which I would never endorse. But you know, I am looking. I am looking her up, and I actually remember all of this now. Like I remember. Yeah, I never heard of her, and I didn't know she died. So this was this was news to me. Um, but when I googled her, it was like it was a really sad story. She was only like twenty three. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, she made a comment. She was supposed to do a a porn scene, but she withdrew when she learned that the co-star was a man who had appeared in gay porn and was not tested. Yeah, that's on right. December third, on December third, twenty seventeen, Ames wrote on Twitter, "Whichever lady performer is replacing me tomorrow for uh, at Erotica X News, you're shooting with a guy who has shot gay porn. Just to let you know, BS is all I can say. Do agents really not care about who they're representing?" I do my homework for my body. In the tweet drew criticism and abuse from social media users. Ames, who was bisexual, said she loved the gay community and she has the right to exercise her sexual autonomy. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's sort of how it all started. And John Ronson, he uh, he examines the think the sort of the time surrounding her death and what was going on with her life and all was not as it seems. And he's quite open early on. He says like, this isn't a podcast that's gonna like discover she was murdered and discover who the murderer is it's not like that but it uncovers some sort of unsettling truths about the porn industry and about um yeah that we all know really which is that porn is not ethically 
produced and that it's you know there are a lot of yeah. a lot of problems with consent and ideas surrounding consent in porn um and yeah it's it's it really did make me think twice and i said i said to my husband we were talking about this and i said you know i'm not i'm not squeamish about porn at all and i'm not um and it doesn't it doesn't bother me in terms of what porn is but you know what this has made me think twice about about pornography and about the consumption of pornography because actually it's there's some there are often people being abused or not giving their consent fully for the actions that are happening on screen yeah wow that's crazy mm, yeah so, yeah, wow. Well, on that uh, banner, uh, upbeat, positive note, we'll be back next week with exam, and hopefully we'll be getting back on a more normal schedule uh, with baby and everything, and I've been working a lot. It's just been really tough to get kind of into the swing of things. Yeah, so. yeah, that's understandable. I think that, you know, what are we now? Six weeks? How old is he? Yep. Six weeks? Six, six weeks. weeks tomorrow. Oh, six, six weeks, weeks today. Is, yeah, six weeks is when it all starts to feel a bit more like your actual life rather than some bizarre, some sort of bizarre challenge you've been given by, like you've got to somehow succeed at, you know, that you'll start to find your rhythm a bit more now. So hopefully. All right. Well, Laura, cool. you have a fantastic day. <laughs> and you? Are you going to work? Uh, no, I'm I'm off today, but I am uh, going upstairs to take care of On the baby, baby so that my wife can take a nap. Cool. Well, enjoy that. Say hello to Nicole for me. Oh, I lost you then. You still there? And I lost you. Yeah, there you are. Can you hear me? All right. Bye. And with that, we are signing off. And See you later. God damn, I hope I get better internet soon. <laughs> Bye.